You know, yesterday we had an awesome uh, day. Uh, we had a men's freedom weekend, which we had a number of 54 men actually gathering together and being transformed by the power of God. Uh, there's a picture up there. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, always trying to get men to go through these men uh, freedom weekends. It's like pulling teeth. Well, one of our own, Virgil, went and, man, God just moved in him and his friend, Kanoho. And they had an awesome time. They both were serving this morning in the service. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just uh, you know, there's uh, like about a dozen of them got filled with the Holy Spirit, praying in their heavenly language. I mean, we had a great time uh, yesterday uh, just seeing all the men. You know, God's calling the men to rise up. I want to call the men to Pearlside Pearl Highlands to, to rise up and take leadership uh, so people can realize families. You know, you know thank God for mom. But God has called the man, dad, father to lead, to, to lead the family. So I want to encourage the men to do that. Uh, today we're, we're continuing part three of the series, Living Beyond Ourselves. Today I want to talk about living beyond our walls. All too often we live for ourselves, our families, and those within our walls, metaphorically and physically. We often don't care for the loss in our communities but rather just for their, our own house. Even our church can be like that. We just live for our people in the church. But God wants us to live uh, not just within the walls, but he wants us to live beyond the walls. Jesus sets an example uh, as he goes out beyond the temple and he, beyond the walls of the church and he begins to go into the community and to, to touch people's lives. And we see a story here uh, that Jesus encountered a guy named Zacchaeus but the Pharisees were upset at Jesus. He spent time with a tax collector, and he was judged. They were judging him as an outsider, but the Lord was accepting him on the inside. Look at me, following the story here in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus, his name means pure one, but he was far from being pure. But you see, but they didn't stop Jesus from going to him. He was a chief tax collector. He wasn't just a tax collector. He was the chief. He was the honcho. And these tax collectors were, basically they were Jews who actually collected taxes from the Jews to give to the Romans. And what they did was they, they taxed the people a whole lot so they got rich off of it. Now this is a chief tax collector. You only find this in this passage of scripture. And he's talking about Zacchaeus. He was wealthy. Verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short. Oh, trust me, I know what this means. He could not see over the crowd. You know, people don't understand what short people go through. When people stand up, all of a sudden, you're like standing among trees. Well, we find him, verse 4, he ran up ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. See, what happened is uh, he climbed up a, 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 a sycamore tree. Now, in Hawaii, maybe you climb up a, a mango tree, you know. But I have a picture of myself climbing up a tree. I think we have it, yeah. Uh, this is when I was ninth grade. You know, I was a class president. I, was, uh, I had these girls where they were, they were part, you know, the vice president, the treasurer. They're all next to me, but they were all taller than me. So I told them, we're not going to stand up and take a picture. I'm going to go up in the tree and take a picture. So we had a picture up in the tree. So I know what Zacchaeus was feeling. Whenever you're short, you're always looking for a tree. 
so you can get on higher ground so you can see. But see, he was up there because he was looking for Jesus. He heard about Jesus. And maybe you're here this morning and you're sitting in the seats and you heard about Jesus. You're seeking after him. Let me tell you what, he sees your heart. And he's coming for you like how he went for Zacchaeus. He went there and, he, and Jesus reached the spot. He looked up and said to Zacchaeus, come down immediately. How many of you know that if you're going to come to Jesus or into a relationship with him, you're going to have to humble yourself and come down from where you are to humble yourself to come into a relationship with him. Jesus always asked you to come down. He said, if you try to, uh, you try to exalt yourself, you'll be humble. But if you humble yourself, the Lord will lift you up. So when Jesus reached the spot, he said, come down immediately. Zacchaeus came down because Jesus said this, I must, I must stay at your house. And verse 6, he came down and once welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has done, he's gone to be guest of a sinner. sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. That's a sign of repentance right there. He realized he's coming face to face with Jesus. And the Lord began to change his heart when he realized he wants to be generous. Look what the Bible says in verse 9. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. You see, Jesus wants to bring salvation to Zacchaeus, but not just to Zacchaeus. He wants to bring salvation to his entire household. If you look throughout the Bible, God is always about families. He's about families and households. He wants to bring the good news, not just to an individual, but he wants to bring the good news to an entire family. Can I hear your name and somebody? He said, this man too is a son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. You want to know why Jesus came? He came to seek and save lost people. You know why the church exists today? You people tell me, well, the church is like a, like a hospital. He heals you. Yes, the church is kind of like the hospital. Oh, the church is like a, an army. You got to get into the army of God and start marching, take the marching orders. Yes, the church is kind of like an army. Oh, the church is a family. It's Ohana. It's about being family and being with one with everyone. Yes, the church is like a family. But if you want to know what the primary purpose of why the church exists is to seek and save lost people. That's the very reason why we do church here. That's the very reason why ProSide exists is to seek and save lost people. We have a saying that each one reach one each year. You know that there's somebody God wants you to reach, that, that, that you are the one that's going to walk them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, that if I would go and talk to them, I might offend them, and they actually would be rejected. But if they talk to you, because every one of us, we have a harvest, someone that God wants to use us to lead them to a relationship with Jesus. And that's the purpose of why we exist. That's the purpose of why we do what we do. But see, we tend to build walls between us and them. Look what it says in verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be a guest of a sinner. So what happened is there was this thing, they're building walls between us and them. And, you know, like the Jews and the Gentiles or the Jews and the Greek. And it was like they had this thing about they, they, were, they, were, they were like the elitism and they're they building walls. And the reason why that 
is because that crept into the people of that day. Their thinking is because uh, I was talking, having a conversation with Dr. Billy Lyle, and he, he's saying about how back in the New Testament during that day, uh, the temple, what they did was there was a lot of attack was coming on the Jewish faith and, and then persecution from outside cultures threatened to dilute uh, the, 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 the Jewish faith. So what they did was the rabbis came up with this phrase, build a fence around the Torah. Build a fence around the Torah. Now the Torah is basically the first five books of the Bible, which is the law of God. And because they wanted to preserve it, they wanted to build a wall around it, so to speak. So they, we, they would need rules and traditions to keep the people from wandering away from the faith. But the problem is that these rules uh, created legalism, harsh judgmentalism, and, and self-righteousness. So, so the fence was meant to protect them. On the inside, it became a barrier to keep people on the outside. And that kind of slipped into the church of that day and even right now. Sometimes we think like, it's just about the church within the walls. Then we forget that the fact that God called us as a church to live beyond. It's not just about the members only. See, church doesn't just exist for the members only. Church exists for the non-members. I love the fact that we build church in a way that we would open up our arms and open up our doors. If someone who's, who's far from God would walk into our services, they can track and come into a relationship with God. Because it's not just about us on the insiders. I mean, you appreciate that about ProSide Church. It's about really reaching to the people on the outside. That's why we have to understand that our church is to live beyond the walls, not just within the walls. The church is not a building. The church is the people of God. And he wants us to go like how he did and made a difference in Zacchaeus' life. Why? Because Jesus tears down walls and unites us. Look what it says here. Verse 5. Jesus reached the spot. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. Jesus was breaking that wall that separated Zacchaeus from him. He was an outcast. People were despising him because he was a tax collector, ripping off uh, the Israelites and the, the Jews. And what happened? He was an outcast. So, but Jesus wanted to model for the people that he, he came not for just the, he didn't come for the righteous. He came for the broken people. He came for the sinners. He came for the, for the people that were down and out, just like you and I. And you may be sitting here and you think, wow, man, I don't know if God really loves me. And I don't know if God really accepts me. He accepts you. He loves you. That's what he did for Zacchaeus. He wanted the people to know that he accepts those that the world uh, despised. The world kind of treat them very mean and harsh. You know, Jesus came to accept them. And you know, I tell you what, wherever you are in life, he accepts you. He didn't say you have to go clean yourself up and then come to church. He said, just come just as you are. Hear the Spirit calling. Just come. You're not here by accident. You're watching online. You might think, wow, my friend told me to watch this crazy Filipino guy preach. No, you're not watching by accident. Let me tell you what. Come just as you are. Jesus accepts you. He loves you. He didn't say, go clean yourself up and come. He said, no, come just as you are. Because why? He's the one that's going to clean us up. He's the one that's going to rub off all that muck and that miry clay off of us and cause us to be uh, righteous before him because what he did for us on the cross. Jesus tears down. the wall. How many appreciate that? He tears down the walls. He says, today's salvation has come to this house 
See, Jesus is about saving your whole family. His salvation is coming to this house. He calls us to live beyond our walls, just like how he modeled for us to care for the unreached in our communities. He demonstrated this by what he did to Zacchaeus. What Jesus did, he wants us to do the same thing. God wants us to live beyond the walls and make a difference in the world around us today. Can I hear your name, somebody? Now, when you look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, it talks about how Christ comes in our life. Now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away. How many of you remember when you were far away from God? Have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the divider, dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its, its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, one whole new uh, family of believers out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who are near, who are near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. See, Jesus dying on the cross, shedding his blood, the blood of Jesus gives us access that we can come near to God. See, we can come into a relationship with God. You know, you can't come into a relationship with God on your own merits because the Bible says that we all deserve hell. But when Jesus died on the cross, let me tell you what, the blood of Jesus comes on us and he creates an access that we can come into the holy place, into a relationship with God. But you see, when the blood of Jesus covers us, it also breaks down the walls that separate us from others. And the whole reason why God was trying to put together one big family, one big family of God that's going to love God and follow him, is no longer Jews, no Greek, no, no anything else. It's just one family. He want to bring us together. And I want to say to you today, man, you may think like, oh, you don't know what that person did to me, and you've been offended and hurt. Well, let me tell you what, in Christ, you can be forgiven, and the walls that separate you between that person can all of a sudden come tumbling down. God breaks the walls today so you can become united together. So the family members, story after story of people who have had brokenness in their families where they have offense and, and people, unforgiveness. But when they come to Jesus, how many know what I'm talking about? When the blood of Jesus covers us, all of a sudden we begin to see our brother, we begin to see our sister differently. Why? Because God wants to unite us. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's always freedom so we can be united together. Can I hear an amen, somebody? You see, God wants us to have peace. You may be here today and uh, you're, you, know, you don't have peace. You, you have a lot of storms uh, swirling around you and a lot of chaos going on around you and you don't have the peace of God. You say, oh, Pastor Coach, I want the peace of God. Well, let me tell you what, you can't experience the peace of God until you make peace with God. When you come to the place and say, Lord, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of trying to do it my own way. I put up that white flag and Lord, I'm surrendered. I surrender my life to you. And when you make peace with God, let me tell you what, then you can experience the peace of God. It comes with a relationship with him. 
And some of you are going through some turmoil right now. And before the end of this service, we're going to believe God's peace to come upon you. The peace which passes all understanding. The peace that rules and reigns in your heart. Although outside you may be going through storms, you can have the peace of God. I stand here today with the peace of God in my soul. Yes, I can have challenges here, challenges there, but I have the peace of God. And I want to say to you today, you can have that too. It's in that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he calls us, Jesus calls us to go beyond our walls by loving and serving those outside in the community. He wants us to go beyond the walls. Look what it says in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. I want you to notice that. You're saved, the light of God coming to your life because God wants to save your whole house. Okay? The light symbolizes God's love. The light symbolizes God's truth. And he says that, look what he says in verse 16. In the same way, you should let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, when they, you let the light shine through your deeds or what you do. That's why I love the fact that our church is not just living within the walls. We want to go beyond the walls of the church and make a difference in the world out there. You know, during the pandemic, we had this, this uh, uh, ProSide Cares uh, initiative where we begin to do some things in the community. Uh, if you've been part of ProSide Church, we've done food drives. We've done electronics for education, blood drive, feeding the homeless. We did school supplies drive. We had toys for tots. We wanted to be a church that would live beyond the walls and making a difference in the community. Not just being in our walls, but beyond the walls. And, and God has used us in, in, in many different ways. There's, there's stories in how when we've been serving out there, uh, Marizel prayed over a woman in her car she was coming through the food distribution line and invited her to her small group in the following week. So she received the Lord and she started to attend the small group and now she's in service regularly. There's another story of Jason who reached out to a homeless man at the Blaisdell Park. Uh, his name was Mike who received the Lord and he came to one of the meetings and, and now he's attending church on a regular basis. He's cleaned himself up. God worked in a situation. People helped him. Today, he's walking with God. See, it's not just about feeding the poor. It's not just about doing deeds. It's about connecting them as a bridge to a relationship with Jesus. You know, I'm so proud of what, um, you know, uh, Moku and Sierra, Kukonu and the rest of their team out in our Nanakuli um, Nanakuli Prosite, Nanakuli site. Uh, what they did yesterday, they got them all together. Uh, we did all the people, they, they kind of got money together, made some food, and they went to feed the, the streets. They went, to, they went to feed all the homeless people. They fed about 100 people, and they were out there. I was so proud of them because, see, they're not just living within the walls. They're making a decision to live with, beyond the walls. And so they're, they're making a difference. Why? Because you, when you do something like that, you build bridges with people. 
And tonight they have a service, 6.30, you know, out in Nanakuli. I'm believing God that would draw a lot of people there. Why? Because, because the people out there who are part of our family, they're not talking about just living within the walls. They're thinking of going beyond the walls. Can I hear an amen, somebody? What about you? What is God saying to you today? Where in your life, God said, and you, you've been in a place of comfort. I've blessed you, but now I want you to rise up and get out of your comfort zone. People always ask me, where is the Lord? Where is the presence of God? Well, it's never in your comfort. It's always beyond your comfort. And God wants us to get beyond that. You know, I have a video clip I want to show you. Uh, you know, I'm of, of, of so proud of what's happening out in Mililani. As we're reaching out there, uh, they have, a, they have a, a, a gathering once a month. They have small groups on the ground. But I'm so proud of uh, Liko and Nikki uh, Kuzi, who's, who's been part of our fellowship, but now they're being led to go and plant out in Mililani. So take a look at this clip, because they have made a choice that they're going to live beyond the walls. Take a look at this. How's that? My name is Nico Cruzy, and this is my wife, Nikki, Nikki Cruzy. And we are called to plant Proside Church Midelani site. Six or seven years ago, um, I thought that I was always going to be a worship leader. And um, at that time, my brother-in-law, who is Pastor Chad Udani, I would egg him on and like, Hey, bro, start a church in Midelani, and I'll be your worship director, dude. God had had place something in my heart uh, for the community of Midalani because there's just a huge community of people to reach out there. It's the gateway towards the North Shore because we don't have a church with our personality from Pro City all the way around the North Shore all the way to Ko'olau. And uh, two years ago now, Pastor Coach asked me if I wanted to step into ministry Two months later, Pastor Norman said he wants to start something in Mililani. And that's when I opened up and, and said, I'm your guy. You know, it's been on my heart. Since then, uh, you know, God has been molding and shaping us, not only me stepping into ministry as a leader, um, but also growing and strengthening our marriage as husband and wife and as parents of four. And so far, it's been great. So. Just this past April is when we kind of launched in small groups. And the next big one was we were looking for a site. Then God reminded me that I spoke at my first celebration of life in July. And just so happened the MC was Mrs. Yogi, the principal of Kipapa Elementary School. She is actually a part of a prayer intercessory team for the church up the road from Kipapa Elementary School. And they've been praying for something like this to happen. So Mililani actually means a touch from heaven. It's the city that sits the highest on the island that when the clouds fall down, they fall down and touch the mountains of Mililani. And then Mrs. Yogi said that Mililani is the people of the island. So I believe that what happens in Mililani will have a ripple effect to the rest of the city surrounding it. So our plan now is to continue our once a week small groups at our house on Friday evenings and uh, we want to eventually expand into the community, meet at Mililani Town Center, branch our groups and just continue to reach the community and uh, we're going to continue with our once a month gatherings as well as a pro side Mililani site. 
All right. I want to welcome to the stage here, Liko and Nikki Cruzy. How about a hand for them? I think we got to come closer to the stove. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you know, last night we were over the house having pizza with them and the kids, and I think we got to come more this way for the camera here. Um, and then um, I, you told me when I first entered in, we were talking, and you said, you know, you, you had to talk with uh, your kids and saying to them, you know, it's not just mom and dad planting this Mililani site. It's we as a family. I thought that was huge when you said yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just talking with your kids and, you know, understanding that the, the, this is an obedience to God. This is not just your idea. Mm -hmm. It's something that's been birthed of God. I, if you remember some of you, um, you know, Liko, I was really kind of preparing him to take over this congregation one day. But then he felt that God put it in his heart to, to go and start Mililani. And I told him, man, I ain't getting in the way of God. That's for sure. We want to see that thing to happen. So, you know, as, I, as we begin to talk about it, that passion begin to grow inside of your heart. And, you know, tell us why that. Because a lot of times, you know, they see the video. They, but your heart, God placing you to really start this thing. What is that, that passion he's given you? Yeah, so I got to start from way back when. Because uh, that, that's where the passion, yeah. uh, I guess, birth was birth. Yeah, back, back before. Um, you know, I'm no different from yeah. you guys. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I probably might have been worse than, uh, than you guys. You know what I mean? So I, I, I came from a place, you know, before God, just long story short, I came from a place where, you know, I was, I was single, no kids, living with mom, smoking pot every day, and I never had a great job, but hey, I was happy, okay? I was at that place where I, I, was, fine, I was fine if I was going live, to live like that the, the next 20, 30 years. Yeah, and fast forward, <laughs> fast forward to now, I have a, a beautiful wife and four kids and... And walking in this calling to plant a church. Yeah. If God has that calling upon, if he showed me that calling back in the day, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. right. You'd probably be but, too scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too scared. But, but you know, um, yeah, so I'm no different than yeah. anything, any one of you. Yeah. And, and we all have a calling upon our yes. lives. And it, it, all, it starts with uh, just taking a step of faith into a greater relationship with God. And, and, you know, we, we probably all hear that and we're like, oh, how big does this step of faith have to be? As long as we're going forward. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's itty-bitty steps. If the plastic on your slipper still get your slipper together and you can only take step <laughs> like this. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get that. Yeah, anyways. They get it. <laughs> as long as it's, as it's a step forward, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. God, God, God wants our, our heart. Uh, to be for him and that's yeah. all he wants because he loves us so much he just wants us to love him back and as you begin as as i began to you know he took me the long road yeah, yeah i mean it's, we've been walking with the lord 17 years that's a long road but that's the road that had to happen for me yes. anyways yeah um but as i continue to take baby steps into a relationship with god that's right. when everything started to be revealed first right worship team worship leader group leader yes. uh worship director and then i mean who would have ever th i never thought of myself to be become a <laughs> i preacher already knew i, I thought about it <laughs> i was like no, you're crazy this makes you tell me you're crazy it's not gonna happen yeah. yeah yeah never thought yeah so yes but that's what that's why when you start to give your lives to god god will um will will birth up amen um true passions 
uh, based on your gifting and why you were created on this and it, earth. it's a, to a place where you cannot resist it anymore yeah. because this, the passion of God is just growing inside of you yeah, yeah. now I gotta control it yeah. I gotta ask God to control it because you know sometimes I like tell my group member guys the, the real truth and sometimes the real truth might hurt so bad that it might just shun them away you know what I mean but you yeah. gotta come out of love you know yeah. what I mean yeah. But, yeah that's just, just the passion that what about you, Nikki? I mean, you know, we're family. You grew up in Mililani, and you know, so you've been there. You know, and well, how is this passion that really to to start this site out in Mililani has into you? So Mililani is so dear to my heart. I grew up in Mililani. I graduated from Mililani High School. <laughs> I work in Mililani, so it's just the community is so dear to me. And yeah. when Liko mentioned all of this, I was like, wow. This is so awesome because Mililani is where I grew up right. and my family's there. And um, if you're from Mililani, I know you feel me because <laughs> once you live in Mililani, it's like I will not live anywhere else except for Mililani. <laughs> and when we were buying our house, I said, oh, I'm only going to buy a house in Mililani. And he was kind of against it. He's like, Mililani is so far from everything. I'm from Aya, that's why. Aya, And I'm like, but as you know, Mililani is the center point right of now, the right? island. Yeah. Now we know the facts. And so it does, it, it is in the middle, and it will have a ripple effect to all the surrounding cities around yeah. it. And Pearlside doesn't have that flavor out right. on that side. Mm -hmm. And it's just so exciting to be a part of something beyond ourselves. And yeah, I'm just, it's actually a miracle that my husband has a heart for Mililani because honestly, <laughs> he, you know why? As long as you get one Ross, one Walmart, and one Costco nearby, no need leave. And he doesn't. Now he doesn't leave Mililani. We do need a Target. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> Mililani is very dear to us. Yes, so I'm man. thankful. You know, what would you say to us today about, you know, this whole series about living beyond ourselves? And because, you know, God maybe not called every one of us to plant a site, but maybe part of a team or just going beyond their comfort. What would you say to encourage them? Yeah, yeah just going back to, to myself, you know, I, I see myself as, or I saw myself as a pretty selfish person when God started to reveal things to yes. me. And yeah. I, you know, as, as I got older, I'm searching for comfort. Yeah. You know, I just want to go to work, come home, sit on my recliner, you know what I mean, watch my episode, <laughs> The Voice. Normally yeah. we watch The Voice, yeah. And just chill, and that's yeah. it. You know, go take the kids to their their sports, whatever activities, and that's it. I I, I want comfort, you know. But right. That's not what God created us for. Yes. You know, right? What what comfort does is it it keeps us stagnant, right? That's what we do. We're not moving. We're not going anywhere. We're not progressing. We're not getting better. So going back to what I said is just just take a step deeper into a relationship mm -hmm. with God. Whether you whether you read a proverb in the Bible a day, whether you say short prayer, it doesn't, you don't have to pray like how, how my, my, I used to get intimidated because my wife, can, she can pray. Yeah. My, wife, <laughs> my wife can pray. I mean, oh, you can pray every time then, you know what I mean? But, but God knows how we talk. We yeah, don't have to right. talk like the, yeah. like the pastors, yeah, yeah. you know, like, you know, you just talk to God. That, that's what prayer is, yeah. a relationship. Yeah. You know, just talk to God. So take a step forward in your relationship with God, and he'll just blow, I'm blown away. I still can't believe this path that we're walking in, but he'll blow you guys away too in whatever area, whether it's just joining a ministry, um, planting a church yourself, but either joining one of the sites that are already out there, yes. whatever it is, just listen to God and, and obey. How about you, Nikki? What would you say to encourage us today here? 
So Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your Amen. heart. And, you know, God created us. And so what better person to know what will um, fulfill us? And, you know, the world tells us that the nice picket fence house and the nicest car and the newest of everything will fulfill us. Yeah. But really, there's always going to be something bigger and better that we're going to want. Yeah. But, you know, when we really delight ourselves in the Lord and just enjoy Him, yes. He's really going to put it on your heart that living beyond ourselves is what is really fulfilling. That living beyond ourselves will give us that true joy that no matter what happens in the world and what we see on the news, all of that, can make us scared and cause us to be afraid. Yes. But true peace yes. and fulfillment really come on, does I'll come preach it, from preach it, girl. <laughs> really does come from our Father. Yes. And you know, us planning a church, yeah, yeah. it seems overwhelming from the outside looking in because yes. we both have full time jobs. Right, we have right. four children and they play all different sports. <laughs> and you know, it seems like wow, how? But with God, all things are possible. And with God, it's not yes. just a burden. It's not even a burden. Yeah. It's actually fulfilling. And we yes. walk in it with yeah. joy. And we're so thankful that God is using us. And he wants to do the same for all of you. Amen. Thank you. Wow. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> She's going to preach. She's going to be preaching the next hey, gathering hey, in the hey, yeah, I, I was thinking, whatever you cannot preach, we just give it a microphone. <laughs> How about I have for Liko <laughs> Nikki? God bless you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Nikki and I are related, so there's, a, there's some little transfusion there going on. <laughs> but you see, now is the time to go beyond our walls. Why? Because, you know, in the holiday seasons, it's the time when people's problems are magnified, people are stressed out, people feel, uh, you know, depressed, so they feel despair. Maybe they cannot go and get the Christmas gifts they want for the kids, and and they feel like, you know, they feel like failures and defeated. So people out there beyond the walls, they're, they're searching for the answer. And you and I, we have the answer. We have the cure for their problem. It's, it's a relationship with Jesus. That's why it says in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. See, Jesus has all that authority. But look at verse 19. He says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. He tells us to go, not in our authority, but in his delegated authority to us. And he said, go and make disciples of all nations. That means, you might be here, God may call you to go and live in another country one day. But see, it's about every nation. And what it means is people groups. If you're in the athletic arena, there's people in that, uh, that people group that need to be saved. You're in, uh, maybe in the hospital, working in the medical field, where there are nurses and doctors need to be saved. Uh, so whatever your people group is, Jesus wants you to go and make disciplined followers of him. And how you do that? By baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. You know, God's presence is manifested in our lives when we are going beyond the walls of the church. 
People ask me, well, where is God? I want to feel his presence. Well, he's not going to be there in your place of comfort because you don't need to exercise faith when you're in comfort. But when you see like Liko and Nikki getting out of their comfort zone and walking that faith walk, let me tell you what, the presence of God begin to increase in their lives. The same with you. God's presence will increase in you. You know, I shared with you last week about how, uh, you know, this young guy called me up, uh, you know, in the middle of my moving from one place to another place. And, and so, you know, I talked to him and then I said, we'll set up a one-to-one meeting. Well, this last Wednesday, we had a one-to-one meeting and, uh, you know, we were in Zippy's and how many, you know, I like to go to Zippy's, you know, always well, got the Korean chicken over there and um, talking with this young guy and I know He's an athlete, and he plays for a Pearl City High School football team, and he's probably going to be one of the star athletes the next two years. And, um, you know, what happened was, I, I, as we were talking through the book, one-to-one, the first chapter about the sacrifice of Jesus, and I turned to him, and I said, hey, would you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and commit your life to follow him? And right in Zippies, he said, yes, I want that, coach. And you know when somebody's serious, but they don't care about whoever is around. We prayed right in Zippies to receive Jesus. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he came into a relationship with God. Now we're walking in discipleship and following up with him and encouraging him. But I know God has a purpose and a plan for his life. And you know what? It starts in a relationship with the Lord. There are a lot of people beyond the walls going through that kind of things. That's why we have to talk to people and encourage them. Why? Because you might be the only Jesus they may ever experience. And so you imagine if we all start getting out there, letting our light shine in our good deeds and presenting the gospel to people, people will come to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what, when we sat down at Zippy's and we had that talk with this young man, let me tell you, I will never forget that time for the rest of my life. Neither will he ever forget that time. Because when Jesus came into his life, everything changed from that moment. I want to say to you today, God wants you to be a a, a one that's going to be on the walls to change the lives around you because people are looking for answers. They're looking for Jesus. And you and I have the answer.